Hi everyone, welcome to the Journeys Podcast. It's our first episode here. I'm here with Jodeci. Hello. Man. Um, and we started this journey, this podcast, to share more about our journeys and people's journeys that are in similar boats to us that uh, have come back in different ways and found their heritage, found Judaism. And I thought there'd be no better way to start out than with my main man, Jodeci, here. And he's going to lead us off. Let us know what you think. I just said, and, and my dear friend Frankie, we go back so many years I saw, Je- I saw Frankie at the beginning of his journey and how far he's come. And we were sitting together the other day and we said to ourselves, you know, like we know so many young guys, we know so many yeshiva boys, we know so many different people who have been on a journey. Everyone's got a journey on their Jewish journey or how they connected. And we wondered, like, it takes a long time to find out people's journeys, right? And we, when we have conversations with people, when we find out their journey, we feel really inspired. And we realise that we can learn, you know, in Judaism it says one who is wise can learn from everyone, right? So it's really beautiful that we can, we can learn from everyone. And there's no better way to use technology, to use social media and the Spotify and this podcast to, to hear anyone's story, right? So I think that's what me and Frankie are here to do. We're here to share with you guys, you the listeners, a bit of inspiration on how people connected, how people through their journey, through hard times, through whatever their journey was. It could be anything. It could be inspiration at uni on how they got on the path of spirituality and Judaism. And I think that's what we're really, we're really here to do. Yeah, I'm really excited about this. And I'm so also excited. really excited to hear your story, maybe even more detailed than I ever have, because... Uh, <laughs> The goal of this is to really have an open forum where we share some of the things that we normally wouldn't, that people are scared to share, or, you know, in different environments, whether it's a Shabbat meal and people are really just wanting to eat, don't really want to hear what you have to say too much, or it could take much yeah. longer to actually get to the, the crux of what's going on. So I want to start off with you. Tell okay. us a little about yourself, where you started. I'm so, I'm so, just to let you know, like, I'm so grateful to be the first person on our show, the first person to share our story, and I look forward to hearing your show, your, your story um, next week. Um, so my name is Jodice Joseph, um, I'm 24, I'm from, a, I'm from a very cool place called Essex, it's famous, Essex. Essex. <laughs> Essex, I'm an Essex boy, um, it's, I like to say London because everyone knows it but I'm actually from Essex and um, you know I, I went to University of Hertfordshire and now I'm currently studying at Chappelle's Yeshiva, I've done six months and very fortunately I got married about a month and a half ago. Oh, so life's so. pretty very very like pretty exciting and, and think a lot of things are going on at the moment. Yeah, you're a huge figure in the community, everyone loves you oh. and knows you. Oh stop it. And we're just uh, <laughs> really excited to hear some more about what's going on. So tell us about earlier on, what was your childhood like, your background, how did it all start? Wow, so I don't, I don't I don't think about it that often but when I look back I I kind of feel humbled in my journey like being um you know being really being on my Jewish religious journey for about six seven years now and when I look back at where I started it's it's absolutely crazy to think about where I started because to be honest when I started I didn't even know I was Jewish right didn't know you're Jewish <laughs> I didn't know I was Jewish until I was 11 what does that mean tell us about that yeah it's crazy so um my mom comes from a Hasidic family um Chabad um which is, uh, most people know is a Hasidic sect. Most people know Chabad because there's Chabad everywhere. My grandfather's a Chabad rabbi and he was a head teacher in a Lubavitch school. My mum's one of 14. Wow, so, one so, of 14. One of 14 kids. So, you know, to be fruitful multiply was a big mitzvah for my grandfather. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. <Good> job. <laughs> so she's, she's one of 14 and she went to, like, religious school, you know, single sex schools and like Torah, like that, you know, that it was a Torah lifestyle. And like my mum, anyone who knows my mum, you know, she's got piercings, tattoos, she, like, tattoo, she does, she does her, you know. She's she, a legend. She's a legend, right? Yeah. She, she always 
kind of did her own thing and she always hung around with like the local you know not local non-jewish people like the community she was like very uh, like outgoing and accepting and kind of found her own dera mm-hmm. in, in her own path and she ended up marrying my dad who's, who's nigerian all right and he's not jewish so my mum and, and and you know it wasn't accepted in the community and she had to leave so she grew us up in an area called Plumstead, which isn't Essex. What's it called? Plumstead. Plumstead. Yeah. Wow. It's like South East London, where literally there's no Jews. Like, it's a very Christian-dominated. There's not... Even Ilford or Essex, where I was later on, had a lot more Jews. And then Golders Green, North London, obviously has the majority of Jews, but... Shout out Rabbi Sands. Yeah, Rabbi Sands, shout out. <laughs> but but um, in, in Plumstead, there's no Jews, right? So we moved over there... And we we basically started off, we didn't know we were Jewish. And my mum, like, we'd come home, we'd learn about Christianity. You know, I was the oldest, I'm one of four, wow. I'm the oldest. So I had no idea I was Jewish. What's quite funny is that we had a Brit, we had a, I had a Brit Malado. Because I think, you know, my mum wanted us to, you know, Brit Malado's a big mitzvah. It's a big, you know what I mean? It's like the first thing. And most people who aren't observing at all, you know. Even non-Jewish people have, you know, brisses. So I think for mum it was like a big thing for us to have a bris. But other than that, you know, she said don't eat pork, but we didn't know why. She said it was a dirty animal. So, 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 I just didn't know I was Jewish till I, you know. And then there's a whole story of like how I found out I was Jewish. But like I went, I was actually in the Christmas play as well in school. I was in. I was Christmas like, play. It's actually funny because I was Jesus in the play, uh, which is quite funny because he's Jewish anyway. <laughs> he's Jewish anyway, so it's like. It's like foreshadowing, you know. It was like it was like, like Shem's got his funny ways, you know. Yeah, it definitely. Make me Jesus in a play, but I don't want to live like Jesus. Obviously, you know, I want to. I want to be part of the Jewish people. Yeah. But it's uh, yeah. So that's that. That's how I. That's how the background before I knew I was Jewish in a way. I had non all non Jewish friends. I've probably considered myself a Christian. You know, celebrated Christian. this. Yeah, at the time, like I celebrated Easter and 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 Christmas and. That was like... Okay, so that's a crazy background. But now we're sitting in Chappelle's yeshiva in Yerushalayim. So <laughs> what happened between this? Yeah, like, yeah. You're playing Yushka in the uh, play. <laughs> Jesus. And now you're, we're sitting here. What's going on? What happened there? So, when did it happen? So there was a lot that happened in between. A lot of ups and downs. A lot of interesting steps. But when my mum, when I was 11, I was the oldest um, before, my mum sat us down and said, uh, I've got something to tell you guys. And we're all sitting there, and we were just silent. And we're like, okay, cool, like, we got, we're moving out, we've got a new car, or. Because, <laughs> like, cool to that last? Yeah. She goes, um, you guys are Jewish. And we all stopped, and we're like, okay, cool, like, what does that mean? <laughs> I said, I've never met a Jew in my life, I didn't know what Judaism was, like, I'm like 10, 11, you know? Like, what does it mean to be Jewish? What is that? What is Judaism? Yeah. But what hit us even more is that she didn't only say that we were Jewish, she told us what religion we were. She told us that we were going to move over to a Jewish area now. What? Why? I asked my... I still, I'm, still, I'm still kind of bemused by, by why she did it, but I, from what I've understood is that she, she wanted us to have free choice. So for her, growing up, just seeing one point of view, she didn't feel like she had a choice. So she wanted us to have a bit of Christianity, a bit of Judaism, like to see different perspectives and then come to our own decision. She still wanted us to experience Judaism. She wasn't against Judaism. She just wanted us to have more choice. 
she was pro, like she was very pro choice. Not saying that her lifestyle wasn't choice. It was just like every every all parents have a different way of teaching. Like you know, have a different way of teaching their kids. Her way was like people might be go so against this, like giving them different views because that might confuse a child. But from her perspective, it was like I want to give them some Christianity. I want to show them Judaism, and I want them to choose by themselves what they like, what they trust and believe in. Well, something that strengthened you and got you to where you are now. Yeah, for sure. Like everyone's journey. I really do believe that everyone's journey makes them the person they are today. Meaning, the person who's had a religious lifestyle their whole life, I'm not in an advantage position because um, I'm not in a better position because I've had these this experience of both. Just because. But for my lifestyle, for who I am, this is the best life and the best journey that I've needed to get to where I am. Mm. Meaning that everyone's journey is relative to them. Meaning this whole podcast is about journeys, right? So I really do, I never look back and feel like hatred towards God or anything because like I didn't have Judaism from the beginning or I was like, I started off on the really, you know, the back foot because I was behind everyone in my Judaism. I saw it as no because because I've had these experiences, I can relate to different people in my life. Meaning, what I need to achieve in my life, I need I need to go through that to achieve what I need to achieve in life. Everyone's journey sets them up for what they need to achieve in life. I kind of just thought of that now; it's quite beautiful. But like everyone's journey sets them up for the, for the rest of their journey. Yeah. In, in a weird way. It's almost yeah. like a shem puts the uh, antidote before the disease. So he seems yes. Putting you in the right place. Yes. Okay, but that's crazy. So, but still, at that moment when you're eleven years old still had a lot happen after that to you yeah so she moved, she told us we were moving over to a jewish area and we were all really upset we were crying having like you know like you know like rebellious like attacks like not attacks but like we were like really really upset like we losing all, all our friends we made we set up our community and we've got friends we know the area like we're happy here and now my mom just told us we're all going to move over to a jewish area because of what like we didn't understand why and like and we were upset and not only that is when she moved my dad kind of left my not my left my mum but he was really upset because he wanted to stay there mm. so he didn't come with us Whoa. so my mum kind of left Judaism for my dad and then left my dad you, for you Judaism why why did she do that why she, all of a sudden I think she just felt more passionate about us having Jewish lifestyles and she was thinking she was thinking of the bigger picture like the future like us having a Jewish family or us having Jewish values that's clearly worked and the community she I think she really liked the idea I think everyone can agree whether they believe in God or not, that Judaism, in terms of its community, is very strong. Absolutely. Like, there's a strong sense of community amongst the Jewish people, regardless of if you're religious or not. And my mum, I think my mum was saying she didn't feel that so much with the non-Jewish community, meaning that she felt alone, even though she was part of a community in the non-Jewish community. Like, there's so many non-Jewish people and there's so many different groups that she didn't feel that she could connect properly with yeah. a big group of people, but with Judaism you all connect with the fact that you're Jewish and there's so little of us and I think she wanted us to have that she wanted us to have that Jewish connection that group connection to the Jewish people and I think that was a kind of like the driving force well I think it's massive because I think in today's world a lot of us struggle with not having community I mean the whole world now is trying to make little communities here and there over a lot of different things but it doesn't seem to be as strong as the Jewish community people seem to come back for that reason 100% and I think everyone can relate to that. Every all the people listening to this podcast right now can relate to the idea of like, can relate to the idea of you know community, the idea of we're Jewish people, actors and unity. And I think that it, that's that's enough for one to be inspired to go on the journey. It doesn't necessarily have to be a, a philosophical proof that there's a God. One could be like, I see the actors of the Jewish people, and that's enough to show that there's something godly here. Yeah, absolutely. 
so yeah, so I moved over to a Jewish area. At 11, yeah. yeah. So what happened next? What, what happened next? Um, when I moved over at 11, I, we turned up to this Jewish primary school called Ilford Jewish Primary School. And I remember walking in and looking around and seeing we were the only black kids in the school. We were the only black Jewish kids because my dad's African. And literally all of the parents, everyone in the room, they stopped, everyone in the playground stopped and stared at us. And me and my three siblings. Whoa. I literally describe it as if like a UFO had just dropped me and my siblings in this playground. It was absolutely crazy. What did that feel um, like? Well, why was that? Why was it? Because, I, I don't know, maybe the fact that we were dark-skinned and then we saw all these people with like kipot on and sits and we had no idea what was flying. We had no idea what was flying, literally. And I realised, we realised that like this was going to be a tough journey because we felt, we already felt like aliens. We already felt not accepted. And this is where the kind of challenges start with, with like our Jewish identity. First of all, not, us not knowing it. First of all, telling us that we're Jewish and then we're going to move because of Judaism. Yeah, like, Judaism step. becomes like an evil thing because, because we got, got told we were Jewish. And because we got told we were Jewish, we now had to move away from our friends. So, so, so Judaism is already starting on a negative foot. It's, 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 it's a burden on us. <laughs> then when, she moved, when we moved over to Jewish area, mum made us keep Shabbat to start with, all of a sudden. So now that's even more of a burden because now we can't go on our phones and we can't do this stuff on Shabbat. Then we walk into the school where everyone thinks we're alien. Like everyone looks at us as if we're, we're different, we're the other. So now we're like, Judaism to us is just one horrible experience. Like why would I want to connect to my Judaism? And that kind of forms some sort of foundation, like some sort of trauma in our head of like what Judaism is, you know? And like we experienced a lot of racism in the, in the primary school for the first year, like people calling us names, like I would sit at a, sit at a lunch on my own, like regularly. That's actually a really interesting experience is that like, I, did, I didn't know about bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs. So it was, it, was, it, was, it was actually leading up to people's bat mitzvahs now, right? Because I was 11 and I got invited to a bat mitzvah. But what I didn't realise in, in the Jewish culture in English is that some people get invited for the main and some people get invited for the dancing. Mm. So I was only invited to dancing. <laughs> I didn't realise I was invited to dancing. So I turned up to this bat mitzvah early with everyone else. And I wasn't wearing a suit. I was wearing trainers and jeans because I didn't understand what a bat mitzvah was. So I walk in and, they didn't, and everyone had name cards. And my name card wasn't on the table. So the, the parents had to quickly get me an extra chair and sit me down and like, I was at the end. Wow. And that was like, I, I don't know, I remember it so well today because I remember it so vivid, like so strongly today because it was like such a traumatic experience. Like my first experience of like a bat mitzvah, bar mitzvah celebration was me turning up at the wrong time and me being embarrassed. So, so I had all these negative kind of associations with Judaism to start my journey. And, you know, when I got to my secondary school, which was King Solomon, it's a bit more liberal, um, much more liberal, but I kind of gelled in more because people, there were different backgrounds, people weren't, it wasn't so religious, you know, Judaism was more just, you know, the faith of the school kind of thing. It wasn't kind of, it wasn't pushed as like, you know, you have to pray, like Judaism's not so central. It was just like, we're a Jewish school, we do some festivals and you're off on Friday early, you know. But I kind of felt, and I, I, I kind of, but, but, but the negative experiences I had, you know, dictated my behaviour. I was very naughty in school. You know, I was a naughty boy, you know. I was, still naughty. I was a, <laughs> still, still naughty in Shiva, <laughs> but different kind of naughty. Like, I'd be sent out of class, I would be on a report card, I'd be cheeky. And the reason I'd be cheeky is because I want, 
I had to feel like I had to justify myself because I was a black Jew. I felt like I had to be confident and cocky and like haughty to 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 meet to match up to other people, and that kind of like you know formed a lot of my behaviors and who I was. I was like trying to show off because I was trying to feel accepted. I was trying to be accepted being a black Jew and coming in. And, you know, I felt like I had to do more than other people to feel accepted. Wow. So how do you go from that? And then, I mean, anyone that knows you knows that you have a fire and a passion and a love for Judaism and you're just, you run the community. How did you go from that feeling outside the community to being inside? And then obviously your feelings towards Judaism has changed. It sounded pretty negative and early on. So what happened and changed and would people influence you to, was a particular moment? So I think it's good to like focus on the journey of Judaism because I had other other aspects of my life that were more to do with my progression as a character, meaning I started to behave in school and things like that, which did affect the way I saw Judaism, but that was a, that's more of a separate topic. But in terms of like how I got connected to the religious aspect, the observant aspect of Judaism, because I was I'd say like I'd, I'd tell people I was Jewish, meaning on a on a on a pride level i was proud to be jewish i mean if someone asked me like on the street are you jewish i'd say yes i'd be proud and you know like there were festivals would go to synagogue here and there you know my mom would make us go to synagogue every week and i had i had my rituals in judaism like i still did yom kippur and rosh hashan like the main festivals you know it's like very i was very traditional you know i didn't do friday night dinner but we were very true i went to shul when we did we did festivals but i think the i think it's all started when i took a gap year before university I struggled with a lot of stress. I struggled with a lot of stress in A-levels. I struggled with a lot of stress in A-levels. And I realised, you know, that I needed to take a gap year before university. And I decided to work in a primary school for a year. And all my other friends, you know, went to university. So I was left kind of in London with, like, not a lot of people to hang out with. So I found out that the JLE, the Jewish Learning Exchange, which you know very well, it's actually, I think, we met at a mill that was won by a rabbi called Robert Sands, who's going to be mentioned. He's a big figure in my life, but he's actually been a big figure in both of our lives, Frankie, I'd say. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but um, the JLE, Jewish Learning Exchange, is a, is a Kirov organisation, an organisation that helps Jews um, become closer, get closer on their religious journey to Judaism through a variety of programmes and trips, etc. And I found out that they had this programme for, like, during the year, I, wanted, I was looking for, like, a social kind of environment. I found out that they had this programme where you could, um, if you went once a week to listen to a speaker, you would get certain credits, um, which would allow you to go to Israel at the end of the year for free. So me and my Jewish mind, you know what I mean? I'm like, yo, free trip. I'm going to go for it. Social element. So I went, one, I went on a Tuesday. I remember, I remember very well. It was a Tuesday night. You, you walk in, there's all these other Jews, all these other Jewish people. And, you know, I was vibing with people. It was really cool. And um, I also see Rabbi Sands. For those that know Rabbi Sands, know Rabbi Sands. But for those that don't, those that don't, is that he is the warmest South African guy you'll ever meet. I walk in and he looks at me, and I said to, and we had a conversation. And I said he gives me a beautiful smile, gives me a hug, and he says, "You asked where you're from." And I said he's South African. He says, "I'm a, I go, I'm African too." Thank <laughs> you. Uh, and we just hug, and like from then on, like. We had an initial spark. I kind of saw him straight away like a father figure. Like my dad's not Jewish. I kind of, I saw him as that replacement. He would learn, you know, learn Derech Hashem, which is one of my favourite saves today. I teach it to loads of people now. You talk to me. Yeah, we did a Harusa on Derech Hashem. 
and that that safer opened my perspective completely. Derek Hashem with Rabbi Sands. Rabbi Sands plus Derek Hashem, I would say is the lit the pintle of this spark that Tanya talks about. Everyone has a spark that needs to be lit inside of them. They lit the spark with inside me, and you know, I was so fascinated by like why God created us and the belief in God and the proofs for God and, and why do good things happen to bad people. And I really, I had this realization that there's so much more to life. Like it was so beautiful. Like I lived a pretty materialistic existence, like just girls and, and, and parties and trying to, you know, do well in studies and just trying to be like, seek honor, you know, like I was just trying to be, you know, the coolest and the haughtiest and who, and like, it's all about the gym and how my body and I was very much in the body level and I, I feel like my soul was starved for so long because the minute I learned the Ramchal and Derek Hashem something in me lit up and this and this led and when I went on the trip with them when everyone we used to go to Yeshiva every morning we used to go to this Jewish institution for learning every morning and every morning I was so inspired everyone else was asleep from the night from going out the night before and I would be up you know, my hands up every all, all session, asking questions, you know, completely inspired by the sheer, by the lesson I was being inspired by. And then I decided that I wanted to go back to Yeshiva that summer and I came home and I went back to Yeshiva that summer and I walk in in like an illuminous vest with shorts and some flip-flops. And kind of the rest is kind of history, you know. I, 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 learned, I, started, I, I went for a few weeks, came back, um, learned for a few, a few. Like when I came back, I learned every week with a rabbi. I would at university. I would like, you know, go back, go back to go back for every Shabbos to Golders Green, and I just really, really loved Judaism. I was so inspired. I actually led the Jewish Society at my university and like helped people become closer to Judaism. I was teaching people. I was doing my motivational speaking, but like that was all stemming from my Ju- my Judaism. My Judaism was was giving me the source of life again. Mm. I felt alive again after all my challenges. I felt alive. I felt inspired. I felt like yes, this is like who I want to be. This is the life I want to live. And obviously, I had my moments where Judaism was a bit too much, where I went too quickly. But Rabbi Sands would always adjust me and help me come back to normality. And six years on, you know, I'm married to a nice, religious, beautiful, amazing girl. And I'm in yeshiva for a long period, and I have a dream to like potentially become a rabbi, but to, to to inspire others with my Jewish journey. Wow. Okay. Well, obviously, there's a huge amount that we're missing there as well, but that's just the taste of the journey. Yeah. So uh, it's incredible. You also want to tell, speak briefly about uh, your wife and about how. Oh wow. The relationship yeah. there about your mom too about coming full circle almost in a way and your grandpa. So guys, everyone listening, this is going to blow your mind. Because it, 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 for me, when I, my, people say to me, what's your proof of Judaism? I say to them, my life. And people ask me, why do you believe in God? Give me a proof. Give me, oh, how many people at Mount Sinai? All these different proofs, reasons to believe, permission to receive. People need that. Something that's good for some people. But when I look at my life, my mum left Judaism. We didn't know we were Jewish. We found out we were Jewish. Come back. I'm, I'm in yeshiva now. My brother's in yeshiva now. Mad. That's another story in Amazing. itself. But the whole idea is that when I, I met my wife two and a half years ago, she walked into a synagogue, she saw me, she liked me, thank God. And um, her father, is a, his name's Rabbi Solomon, Rafi Solomon. My grandfather brought him into his bris, was a mitzvah. Wow. 
You just talked about your breast too, about how that was something yeah. your mom always wanted to do. <laughs> so maybe the skills of that breast thing. Like, yeah, maybe. And and my grandfather was her father's head teacher in school. Whoa. And my mom, yeah, my mom's all it's all Chabad family. So she's a Chabad girl. She comes from the same community as my my grandparents on my side. Okay. And there's a long story on our dating process, but that was a whole challenge. But we got married and we're living in Israel together right now. And I'm so grateful. I'm just want to enter. Just, I, like, you know, uh, thank my parents, thank everyone around me. But my rabbis, Rabbi Sands, all these people that have helped me. But I just want to thank Hashem. You know, like I want to enter by thanking God because I'm living the happiest life ever. Like I'm really happy. I love Judaism. I love spirituality. I love having spiritual goals in life. I love you know being inspired every single day, and Hashem has personally guided me taking me on that journey. And I've got so much curious to talk to Hashem, and I thank Hashem every day for my life, even though He's brought me so many challenges. It's so all being all being completely worth it. And I think that's the I think that's the conclusion of what a journey is about. It's about not just being on the journey, just like going through it blindly, but like realizing that the journey is what is 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 what we're here for. The journey is what actually creates the path for us to keep going, and the journey is what we need to be grateful for at every step of how far we've come. Wow, it's beautiful. I think we're going to have to rethink the uh, time limit of these podcasts because <laughs> I don't know how long it's been. Probably twenty thirty minutes, but. Um... We could probably do like a nine-part episode just to you alone <laughs> and not pack it all the story. But it's amazing. So hopefully uh, share some stuff that connects with some people, inspires them. And I really hope. I really hope that you I can. I hope we can keep doing this. We can get some more people involved. And uh, the whole goal is just to share unique stories and the true things behind it like you just did. So thank you. And if you're in Israel and you want to share your story, if you're not in Israel and you want to share your story, we'll leave an email in the, in, the, in the bio for you to email us and we'll be very, very happy to hear your story because everyone has a story. Everyone has a story. We need to share them. And next week we have a very, very special episode. I, Jodice Joseph, will be interviewing Frankie, the guy opposite me. Oh, a lot of pressure <laughs> following you. He's, he's an amazing, amazing guy and you would want to come back for episode two. I'm sorry, he's got a great story. He's come a very long way. I've known him very, very well and you guys, you don't want to miss it. Wow, all right, that was amazing. Thank you.